Hello, everyone. My name is Ariane Zucker, and welcome to Everything from A to Z. I am a positivity advocate. My joy in life is to share with people how to become their own hero for their own audience. And by their audience, or your audience, I mean every human has the power to be a hero within their own family, community, and workplace. So with everything from A to Z, we will cover the multitude of ways you can discover your hero. In my experience, people will hear things differently from different mentors. It's just a matter of how or who vibes with your vibrations. So buckle in, start your engines, and get ready to experience a new road to becoming your very own hero. Hello, everyone. I am so excited for this week. It is going to be a great week because I am so excited about my new journey of Inspiring Women Revolution. And just to remind you what Inspiring Revolution is about, it's supporting women and helping each other from California to Cape Town to inspire each other, to stand tall, grow our businesses, succeed to where we want to be, and doing it all together with the largest support group that I call Inspiring Women Revolution. So I hope you enjoy listening and get excited to start an inspiring revolution around you. Make it a lifestyle to empower women all over the world. So I am going to jump right in with today's guest. She is founder of My Coach MD editor-in-chief at Ask Us Beauty magazine, author of Blue Collar Beauty. I'm going to drop the mic for Michelle Emick. What? (laughs) 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 Yes, of course. I pulled that all off your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I love that introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes, yes. You're so welcome. And and I just met, uh, for, our, for all of you, I, I want you to know that I met Michelle doing an interview for Ask Us Beauty magazine. I will let Michelle talk about her launch and everything that's coming up. But she really inspired me to, and I'm talking about you like you're not here, Michelle. I'm so sorry. You, <laughs> no, really, inspired, <laughs> you really inspired me to do more with my podcast. You were one of the women that really pushed me to do this. So I just, I'm, I'm thrilled about what you do. I want to hear about... Um, your details of your success now, but if you don't mind, I would love to take a few steps backward in time to see how, you know, where, where you're from, how you came to be this woman you are today and who really inspired you to get where you are, especially women in your life. I know there's a lot of male mentors, but we're going to focus on the ladies. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I I love it. And I do, because I do think everything comes from, you know, it starts at that foundation. And um, I was very fortunate from a small town in upstate New York. That's where I grew up. And um, which is one of the things I always tell people, I think that is kind of really, really allowed me to, to, connect with so many people because coming from a small town, we had, uh, you know, I had relationships with people from all different kind of socioeconomic backgrounds. We just, we all blended, you know, everybody was, it was one place, you know, we didn't have choices like we do now. So yeah. we weren't spread out, but you know, I have my, my parents were very involved in my life and, and my, I would say in terms of inspiration would be my mother. Uh, my mother comes from a, she's um, the youngest of eight children. Her father was a coal miner She's the only one in her family that graduated from high school, but then went on to get her 
bachelor's degree, her master's degree, and was a special education teacher for 24 years. And I watched my mom growing up waiting tables and going to school and, uh, and always still being there for, you know, sporting events and concerts and so forth. And I just, that work ethic was instilled in me in such a young age and also just being appreciative of everything that you have. And so I think when I look back at, you know, where that, again, that foundation comes from, I would, I would give it hands up to, to my mom. And then I look around at all the mothers, you know, everybody's juggling, (laughs) everyone's (laughs) juggling, you know, and I just, and I, and I, that led me into throughout my career, I had some great uh, female mentors, you know, things that they taught me along the way. I know it's, it's hard as you try to move up the corporate ladder, you know, I, you would, it's especially in more of a male dominated, you know, corporate world. I remember one in particular used to say to me, you know, cause I would say, Oh, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. She said, don't worry about it, Michelle, you know, what you, you, what you do well and you do it great. That's all you need to worry about. The other stuff you can have people do for, <laughs> do for you. And I always liked that because I was like, she's right. You know, we, as women, I think sometimes we're so in, in the moment, like we've got to know how to do everything and be the subject matter expert on everything, but we don't, you know, find what you do well, what you love to do and, and focus your attention there. Well, that's a, it's a really great point because I feel like we put pressure on ourselves to really be, you know, the top when we walk into the room. Well, we, you know, that yeah. feeling of, I have to know what I'm doing. Absolutely. All the time. And I think over the years, it, I always say, I'm like, oh, I wish it wasn't wasted on as we get older, because I was, but you know, as you're in your younger, there's, it's so easy to get intimidated and things. I, I do think again, from my foundation, I've always, and I didn't know what the tools were called when I was younger, but I have always been big on reframing and self-talk. That's just something I've done my whole life. When, when, if I've, you know, I start the day with kind of using those words of affirmation. I do it with my daughter now. And then if something, if I do find myself saying something negative, I immediately try to reframe it and flip it around. Somebody had told me once, and I love this statement. They say, you are the thinker, not the thought. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a powerful statement because, you know, we, it's so easy to doubt ourselves, whether it's walking into a corporate room or walking into a party or just any environment. So it's really just, keeping that positive frame of mind. And I, I would definitely um, attribute that to, to my parents instilling in me at a young age. Have you, have you ever, you know, asked yourself this question? I love to ask younger girls this too, because I really love being a mentor on my show for, for really anyone who walks on the show, not just young women, but, but uh, we are very, we can be very insecure, not all. Um, but it is always still a learning curve, no matter 20s, 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, 60s. It's always a learning curve. Um, but I always love to ask the question, who are you when you walk into a room? So if you're at a party and you walk in the room and someone says, hey, so-and-so is there. And, and, and it's, it's this, this feeling of, of it's almost like a product, too. Like when your product walks into a room, what does someone think? Mm-hmm. you know, or, or what, who does someone know you as? And I always found that a really great question. Yeah. You know, to, to take time to answer for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I know, I think for, for me, I've always felt like the connector. It's just something that I, you know, I like to meet people and I like to get people's stories. And then I like to see how we can, you know, how we can intertwine, you know, how do you say that? Just like weave, <laughs> weave together, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, because it really is. We all, 
I've learned this over the years. It's like, we all have a story and we all have something we can share and learn from each other. And so when I've gone into parties where you had all different types, like again, different types of people, and it's actually one of the reasons I was inspired to create the magazine, because when I launched my book, um, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit, but I had reached out to, to a wide, you know, array of friends and people that maybe worked for me or colleagues. And I had 200 women in this group. And I just, I looked around and I thought, wow, look at the vast difference between this group of women. Like that was the thing that stood out to me. I was like, but we all came together and everybody was so excited to, to do that and be a part of it. And so I thought, let's do this on a bigger platform. And that's kind of where that in my mind I said, let's, you know, let's do a magazine and let's create a platform for women so that we can empower one another. You know, there's, there are so many platforms when you're talking about seeing this sort of sea of women, you know, supporting each other. And I know that there was a lot of people who were like, how do I find these groups? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I connect yeah, these I mean, types of groups of women? It's interesting. I was just on one today. I'll tell you, I hopped on Clubhouse. And I, I don't know if you get on Clubhouse stall or for listeners do, but I hopped on and there was, it was a smaller group and they give you a chance if anybody wants to, you know, speak. So I said, yeah, I will. I don't do it a lot, but I did. And I ended up, they sent me messages on LinkedIn. We've set up a couple calls and it was just, a, that was, that was the way we, we, you know, connected. And I just thought that is so cool. You know, I don't know these people, but we had a common bond and now we're going to set up a time to chat. So I think there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's Facebook groups and there's LinkedIn and and Clubhouse and, you know, even, you know, the podcast, like what you're doing right now, because, you know, right now we're on with people that have no idea who I am, but they'll have a chance to listen and say, you know what, oh, that's a platform I'm interested in. So I think you got to kind of put yourself out there and Use your time wisely, of course, because <laughs> we don't, we don't yes. have a ton of time. But Well, I love that. So that's a big help because some people, you know, are, they don't, may not like Facebook or don't like to use Facebook or they want to try different platforms or LinkedIn is too businessy and they're looking for a mom's club or, you know, so there are definitely clubs out there or, you know, platforms out there that you can definitely Google or specify yeah, what it I is you're say, looking for. I would definitely tell people check out Clubhouse. I think that I, just, I like the fact that you can hop into a room. If it's not the room for you, they have a little button that says leave quietly. So you can kind of leave. It's not something you can do it. I do it when I'm on my Peloton. So I'm working out in the morning and I'm listening to Clubhouse and it gives me a chance to kind of still feel that engagement and you can go through and kind of see, look through people's profiles and see, Hey, is this a person that might be a good match that I want to connect with? And they have every type of room, you know, specifically just for women or moms or, you know, working professionals, whatever you're looking for is you can find it on there. And what do you, what do you get a sense of when you're working with ladies that are inspiring each other? What is the feeling for you that comes up? Well, I think a couple things, but I, I feel like, because I talk to so many women, is that we're all, everybody's looking, you know, we want to connect and everybody's looking for, I think, I think everybody's looking for just that support system. You know, there's nothing better than talking to somebody that gets it. You know, I think, yes. you know, it's <laughs> like, because we are, I think, especially I, I, I talk to so many women that are, again, we wear so many hats, you know, whether it's you know, mother obviously is a big one where a lot of us are moms and, you know, professional careers and things. I talk to a lot of women that I relate to in the sense that 
you know, I've worked for corporate for years. I don't want that grind. I don't want to do it. I want to work for myself. So I talk to a lot of women that are, that are, you know, entrepreneurs that are trying to build their platform and try to utilize their talents. I think that's as we get older, especially as women, it's like, what can I do that I'm really passionate about? So I think that's one thing. I think there's the other side of it too, which this is the kind of the unfortunate side is I do think that there's a lot out there of people that champion empowering women and so forth, but they're really, they're so concerned with their own piece that maybe mm -hmm. they're, they're limiting themselves. And I run into that with the magazine um, once in a while. I just had one not, not too long ago. And I thought, Oh, that's unfortunate, but you know, you've got to just continue to, to keep, keep your own focus, enjoy what you love doing. And I think with, with women is finding your people because there's going to be some that you're like, eh, that's, you know, maybe I don't connect with them as well, but reach out. Don't be afraid to jump out of your, you know, your little bubble. Cause it's easy for us to kind of live in a certain space. I, I love connecting with people. And I think that's the biggest thing is I would, that's my advice to other people. Just jump out, take a, take a leap and see who you end up, you know, connecting with. And, and what is, do you think is the worst thing that could happen if someone, and, and this is for our listeners, right? Yeah. For people might, who might be nervous or introverts, like I'm a super introvert. You would never know it. <laughs> uh, so, no, you're not. I don't believe but, it. But I've practiced, right? So yeah. I've, and hearing it from a, from another woman's point of view, I think is really kind of key because I always say, you know, we could be, you and I could say the same things, but you could say it in a way that connects with someone. Right. So, you know, when you, when you're feeling that fear of, and I know you haven't really had this issue, but what would you suggest to someone who's like, I'm really scared to reach out to somebody? No, just, I listen, I have those moments. They don't happen a lot, but I have those moments. I think reject, because I deal with so much rejection. I mean, I laugh because I started my <laughs> career at a young age in sales. And so I, I always say I'm like Teflon, you know, but there's times like every once in a while, especially even with a magazine, like I was just mentioning, I had one that that happened today that was a pretty big person that I was hoping and they were like well you know is it worth their while and I thought I was like it my first initial reaction was like excuse me and then I thought <laughs> you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let that go move on so I think what I mean I've learned this um even in our in the holiday issue we have an article with a, a woman that talks about this I love that kind of phrasing act as if so just if you have the fear just try to go in and like act as if like feel that moment of like, I am this person, I am it going to connect, I am going to, you know, remove the fear. So kind of that act as if, and then also I'd say on the flip side is, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, if somebody rejects you, okay, well, we've all gone through it. So I think you don't try, you will never, you're not going to, there's, you're never going to get, so you got to at least take the step. Um, and it's good to go outside of your comfort zone. You know, oh, that's absolutely. how we, that's how we learn and grow. You know, we have, we have to, and I do, I, I laugh about it because I do, I get a ton of rejection. It's <laughs> just like, yep. you know, but it's, and I'm sure you experienced that in your life, you know, being an actress, it's like you go on for a part and somebody comes back and then you're waiting like, wow, do they like me? You know? So I think you, again, it's a lot of self-talk and self-belief and just knowing who you are. I think a lot of that comes with age. I would say for young listeners or girls out there is, you know, mentoring and so forth is just, is really to believe in yourself. And as I said, if those words of doubt come in, is really try to reframe your thoughts because it really is, it's your mind, you know, and everything starts there. We really, you have to really build up that kind of mental strength and know who you are.
we all have a gift. We all have something special to offer and we just have to believe it. I love that. That, that was definitely going to be a question I was ask, would ask you for, as a message to, to young women and uh, women of all ages, shapes, sizes, colors, because it's, it doesn't matter. It's taking that risk and, and really, and it's not, it really, the risk is, I, I kind of want to flip that word around because it's, it's not necessarily a risk. It's just, just try it. Just try it because yes. the worst that's going to happen is no. Right. And the thing is, we learn from those moments. That's the thing. Like, you again, you don't get that until for some reason you're older. And maybe some people are just have a lot of wisdom when they're younger. We, we hope that I try to instill that in my, my nieces who are kind of in those kind of teenage years and early 20s. But it's like everything is everything is such a, you know, the sky is falling and it's such a big deal. Yeah. We get it. Right. As women, we've been there. We, we know what that feels like. Um, heartbreak or what loss or whatever things, but really you have to look at what did I, you know, what did I learn and how do I grow from that experience? And so it's, you know, I try to talk through and just say, if you don't, if you don't go for it, you'll never know. So you gotta, you gotta be able to be, you gotta be able to fall on your face. We've all done it. I tell my daughter that too. I'm like, it's okay. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you've got friends, mm-hmm. you've got family, um, you've got your health. Those are the things Look at the things that are important to you. And that's where, you know, that's where you want to focus your attention. Absolutely. Everything else, everything else is kind of like, okay, <laughs> next, move on. <laughs> that one didn't work. All right, we'll try something else. Yeah. Yeah. And you really learn how to grow a, you know, a thicker skin and not in the way of where you're brushing things under the rug, but where you're really balancing your life going, that's those certain things. And I think we've become really sensitive. So learning how to desensitize yourself in a way that's still beautifully human, but allows you to keep trying and keep pushing in your own life. And I just mean personally, mm-hmm. you know, about allowing yourself to move forward, which is really great. I used to remember telling myself because I absolutely love love. I don't know. It was like my, I just, I love being in love. I love loving things. I love animals. I love my dog. I just love the feeling of love. Yeah. And I always remember growing up that no matter how hurt I got in a relationship or my heart was broken or whatever. I said, I'm always going to love and I am never going to be scared of it because when I'm in it, it feels so good. Yeah. The heartbreak really sucks. Yeah. But that's so good that you have that because I think especially when, I mean, we could get into that whole subject, but it really is, um, you know, you, it's hard to, when you go through heartbreak and you go through, um, you know, you're dealing with that, especially again, as a young, at a younger age, and you just feel like everything, you know, oh my gosh, she doesn't love me or what, what is, you know, you're always, it's just these like self doubts that you put in and knowing I try to, I try to put it out there to the girls, like, listen, you know, everything happens for a reason and things are meant to be. I know that maybe people don't want to hear that, but it's true. You know, right. it's that, that he wasn't your one or, or enjoy the time you had together because that's the beautiful thing. Like staying close with people that were in your life. They came into your life for a reason and enjoy all of the time that you had. And if we, if we become bitter, you know, where does that get us? So you do want to have, make sure that your heart stays open. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I want to jump Michelle to your, your, my coach MD. Yay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my coach MD. So I started that probably, I don't know, gosh, it's been like maybe three three or four years. So I had spent, I spent my entire career working in the field of plastic surgery and I had met with thousands of patients over the years. And I worked with a couple different, I've worked with some national chains and I worked for private practice. And one of the big things I 
saw was- Were you consulting or? I started doing one-on-one consultations. That's kind of where my career started there. And then what I did was I kind of worked my way up the ladder. At one point I had like 250 consultants under me and, you know, I had- was responsible for, you know, territories and that type of stuff. You know, I, I don't love the operations part of it. I think for me, it's more of the sales and service. I just, I, because again, I loved getting in there with, with the patients and really seeing what their story was and how we could help transform their lives. Um, and we saw some beautiful transformations. That was the great part about it, but there's, you know, the negative side too. And I think what I wanted to do, what I had realized over the years was that there was so many people that would be fearful of plastic surgery because there was a negative stigma to it. And I understood why, again, with the, with, we don't, it's the unknown, right? It's that uncertainty. So that's, that's fear. And so we would either see a lot of people not coming in at all. They would make an appointment. We have some people calling 10, 15 times and no show for their appointments. And so that always fascinated me. I was like, okay, this person picked up the phone this many times, made an appointment and didn't show up. Why? Well, because it was, you know, there was a fear base there. So for me, between the culmination of that and then seeing the good, bad and ugly, which a lot of times, you know, I fortunately I saw the side where people maybe came in because there's a lot of great doctors out there. I always want to preface that. But there's some where someone come in, they wanted one thing and they'd walk out with like five things. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is that what you is that what you wanted or is that what the doctor recommended? And then you turned around and now you're getting, you know, a full body makeover. And that's not really what you want. What you wanted. So I wanted to take all my knowledge and apply it to the consumer so that they could um, be educated prior to going in. So before they even walked in the door, I always say we were virtual before it was cool, but we were doing Zoom calls with patients and just doing that initial consultation up front. So if someone said, Hey, I'm 65 years old and I'm noticing that you know, I, I look in the mirror and I see my mother or my grandsons that I look like, a you know, I mean, I've heard everything. So we <laughs> go through on the phone one-on-one kind of what their, what their areas of concern are, you know, what's their budget, what's their time frame, what are they looking for in a doctor? Um, so we would go through all of that. And the goal would be to set them up for success prior to going into the doctors. And so it's, it's a great process because by the time they get into the doctor's office, they really have a good understanding of what they're getting done. And the doctors appreciate it because they're much more educated. Doctor's offices get very busy. People can get rushed through the process and they don't have somebody to hold their hand through the process. And so we've kind of coached them before, during, and after. And that's kind of the premise behind my coach MD. And then we also work with practices on the overall patient experience because we're able to get that feedback from patients to say, hey, I went to Dr. Smith, you know, the office was great. Or maybe, you know, I sat in the lobby for two hours. Nobody acknowledged me. It's that type of stuff that we want to provide a higher level experience because all of that does translate into the success of the practice. So that's why kind of we use, we use our years of experience to provide, you know, to provide it better for the patient and also for the the doctor's office itself. That's really incredible because it is a big deal to, you know, and, and, as we get older, I mean, why not look great for your age? And you really need some someone to help you because, you know, in our mind, we have our own stigmas and I really want to, you know, as I get older and we talked about, look, I have no problem getting my Botox and my, yeah. you know, and things and that will just help with collagen. And as I go and I'm like, well, I, 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 I enjoy the process of 
you know, seeing women have really beautiful work done. And then of course, Oh, it's, it's the best. I mean, yeah. I, can't, I have, and that's why I kind of wrote my book because I wanted people to understand that I have a true love affair with this industry. And what saddens me in some ways is that the media, the you know, mass media kind of puts out there this perfect image. And that was not what I was seeing. I mean, I've met with thousands and I'm like, most of them are everyday women and they have different stories, whether it's aging or maybe they, you know, breastfed, you know, children and they, they've lost volume in their breasts or they've lost a significant amount of weight and they want to have, you know, skin excision. And there's all these different reasons in it, but that's not the image we see. The image we see is the woman with the six pack abs and no cellulite on the website. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. And then I'm looking around, I'm like, that's not at all what marketing is selling us. So, and I get to an extent, we all know how marketing works, but I just thought now wonder people are fearful. And then if they go inside a practice and they feel like they're intimidated to even walk in the door because they're not enough. And that's not the case. And I, that's why I wanted to pull that away and say, you know what, let's, let's, let's start this process from the beginning educate you, get you excited. And then we'll hold your hand through the process. People, we talked to people, you know, the night before surgery, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited or I'm so nervous. And that's all in your book, right? The blue collar. Yep. It's all in my book. Yep. I put all that in there. I put a lot of stories. I put, I put funny, you know, doctor stories. I've, I have so many doctors. It's funny because now that I'm almost 50 and I started my early twenties, I, a lot of these doctors now are, you know, they were just out of residency. So it's kind of funny. I've, I've worked with hundreds of doctors across the United States and some of them now I've seen them go on and be really successful. Some are in, you know, celebrity doctors and so forth. And we always have such a good time because we all remember each other. We were all young. We we're in our twenties yeah. and we were just starting. So, but I have funny stories because you got to remember doctors go to school for medicine. They have, they don't know anything about bedside manner or how to talk to patients. I mean, I tell one story in there about the book is great. I, mean, I don't say that because I wrote it, but it really is. It's, it's a great book. Um, I think it's amazing. <laughs> but I, mean, I tell one story in there about a doctor who would come in and his, and he just had like this funny smell and his, and his scrubs were like wrinkled. He used to leave his scrubs in the washing machine. He'd wash them, leave them in the washer oh, no. and then he would dry them. But he was a single guy, you know, he's right out of school. He's a great doctor. And so I had to like, these are the conversations at 20 years old that I would sit down across from the doctor and be like, doc, listen, like, you know, here's what's going on. And they would be so like clueless. They'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize. And I'm like, that's okay. You know, but it was things like that. I was, I tell a story about the close talker. It's like the one doctor that would get so close and he would make people feel really uncomfortable. And I'm like, you got it. Like you, there's personal space. Like you're creeping, you're creeping the people out. And he would be like, I am, I didn't realize it. So I feel like my whole life I've had to be a coach in different sense. But yeah. With the doctors, I always look back and I'm like, I can't believe I was tw in my early 20s. And here I am like, and some of the doctors were older, you know, 40, 50, 60. And I, I would have to, you know, coach them because they had no clue. Now in the operating room, they were phenomenal. But right. outside of that, they had no clue. <laughs> well, and really it's part of their business and their job because yes. Yes. I, I find that first impression is, you know, and that first energy really, really important, especially oh my in gosh, this case. Yes. And yeah. so it was, it was fun because I worked with some of the national chains. And so when I left and went on to my own, we started working with private practice because they didn't get that experience. We worked with where you had metrics and, you know, there was a job, job for a job, right? Like there was more, every, there were, everybody was a VP or a director, but they had, you go into a private practice, they open up their space, they hire a nurse, they hire a, you know, a couple front desk girls and so forth. And then that's it. 
So they have no guidance and, and you could go in. So we would go in and, and say, okay, how many appointments do you have on the books today? Well, I don't know. Well, how much revenue did you do today? Or how many surgeries did you book? Oh, oh I don't know. You know, so I'm like, you have to really understand your business yeah. because you're going to get swallowed up by the big fish. And that's, I don't care what business that is. That's, that's the way it is in the world we live in now. And so I think small business owners, that's why I think I always have a spot for soft spot for as myself, but being a small business owner is because, you know, we are competing against, you know, the big giants. And so we need to be, have the proper tools in our toolbox to be able to do that. And absolutely. And it takes a community to do it because it yes, really, it really need the help. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And that's why I ask anytime I can get a chance to connect or even, or just ask, you know, and that's why I said we get no's a lot, but I mean, I have to ask because I need people's help. I'm like, we're, you know, we're self-funded. We want our magazine to be grow and get in as many eyes on it as possible. Um, but I need people's help to do that. And so, and I'm not above asking yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing I want to throw out there. Sometimes, you know, some people are very service oriented, like they just want to give and they're like, Oh, I don't need the money, but it's, or, or it's all money and no service. Right. You know, there's, and balancing it to like, no, you should be able to service and give and create and, and bring in revenue at the same time. And it's balancing your business too. We all want to make money and we all have a purpose in life, you know, as an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree a hundred percent. And my, my partners and I talk about this a lot because when we, even when we started the magazine, I mean, it really has been a labor of love, but we talked about, you know, I was like, we, we really have to offer it free to get started because people don't know who we are and so forth. And like, even all of the work that goes into like writing the articles and then development and so forth. And I said, we, we are getting to a point where I was like, as we get through past the second one, I was like, we don't want to, you know, we know magazines that charge ridiculous amounts of money for ads, but we don't, we're not trying to do that. We just want to be, we want to be able to make some money and be comfortable, but do what, continue to do what we love. So it's just, yeah, I think it's just finding that balance. And, and yeah. we are finding now that like, my research of, uh, cause I have no magazine background, but as I've done my research, you know, 40% of magazines are advertisements and a lot of this is being outsourced. So like, yes, you know, when we look at ours, we're like, that's why I said, we're like, there's so much love <laughs> that goes into this because these stories, we really are taking the time to get to know all of the contributors and, you know, writing the pieces and really kind of nurturing uh, relationships and ongoing relationships. It's, it, and it's, it is a, you know, just for the listeners, there's really so much work. I mean, just even writing my blog once a week, doing the podcast, writing those, right. You know, it's, it's, just, it's know. a lot of work. And so when you're writing a magazine, I can only imagine <laughs> the amount insane. of work. You no, know, it's insane. I know. I, I, sometimes I'm like, what is wrong with me? But I really do love it. And I love, I love meeting people. I love, and I love telling people stories. I just, that is something that I, I just remembered again, starting in plastic surgery, but I was here, I was, you know, 20 years old and I would sit across from a woman. I started in facial plastics. So the majority of the women I saw were 50, 55 and up. And they would share these stories with me. And I just, I love them. I fell in love with these women because I was like, they would say to me every day, you know, I look in the mirror and I don't recognize what I see. I just want to look better, not different. You know, they yeah. didn't want, they yes. weren't trying to change themselves. They just wanted to, you know, they were like, I'm aging. And, you know, and so, and I used to, as I, you know, got into that role, I just would say, listen, I'm not there yet, but I will be, you know, I always wanted to make sure they felt comfortable because here I was this young woman. I mean, I know I have an old soul, but I, I wanted them to not feel strange that here I was, you know, talking to them about this, but um, because there was something I would actually train other consultants on that. I'm like, you really have to make sure that you communicate in a way that someone doesn't feel threatened or uncomfortable. But 
Um, right. The stories would just blow me away. And I just thought so much wisdom, so much. It was just beautiful. And it's and then we would see their transformation. And I would just be sometimes I was just like a puddle. Like I just would see them yeah. come in and they're, they would feel so great. And they'd be smiling. And they're like, I look, you know, I the clock turned back, you know, five, 10 years. And they, they just felt great. And so it's it was awesome. Yes. And really doing it for themselves, you know, yes. really just that's. That's why, you know, and I really feel like that's why women are doing it. They're doing it for, you know, maybe, maybe somebody has got different stories and, and maybe sometimes we walk in with the wrong concept, but really it's just, we all want to feel like we used to physically, which we, we and I, I would imagine your consultations are really about putting someone in the right mindset before they go in. Yes. And, and so when I, I, you know, I've trained I don't even know how many people at this point in my career, but I always talk about the discovery. It really is the discovery phase. It's, you know, setting up kind of, here's what we're going to, here's what to expect today. And then really, I always say, you know, may I ask permission to ask you some personal questions and then really get to understand the driver because we all have a driver. There's always something that's, that's motivating us. And then really getting to know them before you go into the next step of explaining. Because a lot of, that's what a lot of people do. They're so quick to, and this is in sales too. So in any service, if that, who's ever listening on that, you know, is get to know the needs of the customer or the consumer before you can help them. Because once you do that, then you can, you can provide that solution that you, you may have. But yeah, the discovery phase and asking questions and really getting to know somebody, that's, there's, I don't know. It's just that, to me, that's the magic. Right. And the trust. Yeah, trust. absolutely. Yeah, you have to build the trust. And again, it kind of comes down to that connection. Just wonderful, like wonderful advice, by the way, just listening. And I'm taking my own notes because even though like we might even be listening going, oh, yeah, I know that. But um, but once we get off a podcast or listening, if we're not writing it down and really engaging with it, I feel like it's so easy to forget. Oh, absolutely. And so I spent so many years as a coach trainer. And so what I would do is a lot of observations and then they would come out and be like, wow, you know, no, we haven't had any patient schedule. And the doctor would be like, well, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, well, let's find out. And then we'd get in there and then it would just be conversation and there wouldn't be any steps of, you have to follow the steps, you know, you have to go through. So if you're just, if I just come in and start talking about, I had a tummy tuck last week and, you know, and I'm talking about myself. The next thing you know, the person's not, you know, we haven't solved their problem. So mm -hmm. it really is important to make sure that we follow, kind of follow those steps and, and kind of that, um, you know, that sales methodology. Um, and I know people are afraid to use the word sales sometimes, but I'm not because it is, it's an, ex you know, there's an exchange. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Um, for years in plastic surgery, they used to say, you know, like, oh, we don't want to say that. Or, and I'm like, why? I mean, yeah. that's, that's, isn't that the end goal? They came in for a reason. They didn't come in to just talk about it. They, you know, they right. wanna, if they want to have it done, so people come to you for a reason. So I don't think there's, I don't think it's a dirty word, but, um, and hopefully things have gotten better, you know, since then, but I still think people have certain stigmas. We got to move past that. Whether it's coaching, yeah. whether it's a coaching client, again, I see this too, because there's a lot of coaches out there. Like you're, it's nice to, a lot of people do kind of that free consult to get to know you, but at some point that does have to translate over to a paying client, you know, cause that's your time. Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's important time. And, and I love being that person of service and giving that, that, yes. you know, option of, you know, if, and again, you know, the, the, is, is this the right combination, right? You want to Absolutely. make sure 
absolutely. And being in, and then of course, respecting someone's time after that is super, super important. Yes. I love the, I love the complimentary kind of consultation, get to know you, make sure it's the right fit. And then it should move into kind of what, you know, what next steps are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you are such an incredible person for women, for, you know, being that advocate for making other women feel supported in their choices moving forward, you know, when, especially when it comes to what do you want to, you know, you get older and you really want to do something with yourself and you're just feeling so insecure. I really, really suggest if you are looking to do something um, for yourself, whatever it is with your, you know, you want a little lift on your cheekbones or you want a filler, I would really suggest if, you know, to, to, Talk to Michelle, go to my coach MD and you have, um, on your Instagram as well. So people can yes. check that out as well. Your, what's your at my coach uh, MD? We're the plastic surgery coach. And then plastic it has a link. Coach. Yep. And it has a link to our website. Um, and we do a, we do a kind of an initial, you know, free consultation as well. So we love to chat with people and kind of see what their needs and goals are. And then kind of go from there. Um, a lot of people, so for the magazine, we are actually building out um, a physician's directory, which is great. The magazine ties in so nicely with, with my coach MD. So that'll help too. If somebody's like, you know, Hey, I live in, you know, Iowa and I'm looking for a plastic surgeon that they'll be able to go in and search, you know, say board certified plastic surgeon in their area and, and find out a little bit more. So we have, great. we'll, yeah. So it's a great kind of cross, you know, cross collaboration between the two models. Right. And you're looking to create that towards to 2022? Yes, we will have that up by January 1. So okay. we're just kind of building that platform behind the scenes right now. Great. Wonderful. What a wonderful, wonderful support you are and beautiful messages you, you, you had in this podcast. And I will make sure in the show notes, uh, if you want to go to Michelle's uh, Instagram, I'll link everything up. And so you can check it out. And you can also check it out on my website at arianzucker.com. I will also put it in the show notes there. Oh my gosh. And if you have any questions for Michelle, please, you know, please, please, please reach out to her. And Michelle, do you have an email that you send out or I do? I, to- yep. They can go to hello at askusbeautymagazine.com. Yep. If you want to be more just quiet, anonymous and all that kind yep, of stuff. You and- could, yep. Ask me anything. I've you, you, Listen, you name it. I've seen it. Okay, ladies <laughs> I, or gentlemen, who's ever listening. Yes. I I, I used to laugh because I think I might've put that in the book that at one point people used to say, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I look at naked bodies for a living. Yes. (laughs) You know, and so, but it's interesting because here's the one thing I will say, and I'll tell anybody that's listening, if anybody is in that work, there's no such thing as like this perfection. Like I, so many people are are so self-conscious that they think that they look strange or maybe there's something no, you don't like it just, you, we have to get past that stigma. And, um, but there's nothing, you know, after you just become to the point, like we, especially if you're in the industry, like we're not uncomfortable seeing, you know, anything there's everything comes to a doctor's office. So yes. <laughs> we just always tell people don't feel uncomfortable, you know, and there's no strange question because we've been probably asked it before. So we just tell people, you know, that's, that's what we're here for is least. And if we don't know an answer, cause I always say I'm not medical. We, you know, I've obviously worked with a lot of doctors, but we really kind of focus on the, the, you know, the non-medical piece, but if there is a question, you know, we can certainly get that to you. That's one of the reasons why we highlight doctors inside of our magazine platform is that if you have questions, we will get those questions answered to you either in the magazine or through our, we just started doing some, um, 
IGT lives where we're bringing the doctors on. We have a plastic surgeon coming on next week. And so all those, we love reader questions. So bring them on. The doctors love answering them. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, so incredible. And, and I'll, I'll jump back to the inspiring women revolution of how to continue to inspire, you know, each other and other women for our listeners. Would you have any little advice for, for women uh, just on a community level? I think the biggest thing we can do is through our support. I really do. I think that, you know, continuing to uplift each other and, you know, sharing the message. So support can be done in different ways, but, you know, we want to, we want to keep pushing a positive message. I think it's just, you know, we have so much, so many, you know, outside kind of negative influences going on in the world right now. And there's, but there's also so much goodness. So we want to focus on that and let's, we can, we can inspire each other by bringing that up and, and whether it's daily, you know, every day, like what's, I always start when I pick my daughter up from school, like, you know, tell me about your day. What's, you know, what's one great thing that happened? Like really kind of focusing on that positivity. Um, and, and as I mentioned that we do a lot of self-talk, so, yes. <laughs> you know, that's a big one for me, like using those, but just you know, when you see something great in somebody, tell them it, whether it's on social media or walking down the street or something, let's keep putting positivity out in the world. And that's how we really start to inspire because you become the example, you become a leader and people see that and that, that will rub off on others. And that's what we want to do. And that's how we create that chain reaction. That's what I, I, that would be my piece on that. Ah, yes, Michelle. Thank you so much. My gosh, you are a warrior. I love you. Thank love you, you too. for doing I love this. You too. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michelle Emick, everyone, please check out uh, My Coach MD. And you can also go to Ask Us Beauty Magazine uh, and also check out her book on Amazon, bestseller, Blue Collar Beauty. So proud of you. So glad to continue to work with you, Michelle. I can't wait to do more things together. Yes. Uh, and um, thank you so much for coming on. I, I, I wish everybody a blessed day. We will see you next week, hear you next week. You'll hear me next week <laughs> uh, for another podcast and everything from A to Z. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye.